podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Oh, oh, you mean a white cop. Welcome to the Movie Movie Podcast, everybody. Uh, episode number 57. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're starting on a high note this time. Oh, uh, I like that. I'm your host, Tiggs. And with me, uh, we've got Russ. I'm your host, Tiggs. We've got Alex. I'm using less than 10% of my brain. And Peter. I'm your host, Tiggs. That's, yeah, that was the, the you know normal response, but Alex missed that one, I guess. But it's okay, because guys, we're here, and you know what? Uh, we all just saw Guardians of the Galaxy. It's great. Go see it if you haven't seen it. You don't need us to tell you that, uh, unless you read the New York Post. Uh, but uh, more importantly, uh, Marvel has kind of set out its course, or it's told people that it's got stuff ready for, like, what, the next 85 years or something like that? Until yep. 2028. It's, like, straight up through 2099 when they actually release, like, those 2099 comics as movies. Yeah, they're just called... They're, they're just gonna be called the regular... Yeah, that's when the reboots are at that point, but it's yeah. like, oh, it's all updated and stuff like that. So, what are you guys... Yeah, what are you guys hoping to see? What are you guys thinking? Uh, I'm gonna be that, that, that person that says it's time for a female lead. You're... Soul, you're the only person saying that, I guess. Yeah, right? I don't think anyone's... I don't think anyone else thinks that. There has to be an article every single day for the last three weeks to that tune at all. Not since Lucy came out. uh, Not since Captain America. Not since Guardians. No, that's never happened. You're the first. What drives me crazy is, I granted, I don't like the articles that, like, try to blast uh, True Detective or Game of Thrones. Because... Some stories, like, you can't make an author or an artist, for that reason, change their vision. Right. And if their vision doesn't include strong women, well, maybe that's kind of, like, part of it. Right. Like, every single every single character doesn't need to be inspirational. There's, like, shitty people in the world, and there's people that treat other people shittily, and we're not exactly, like, championing them at all. And, but this and is I, one of those cases. And I think, like, for... And I hate... I don't want to turn this into a TV, TV podcast, but in True Detective's... Um, since though both Rust Cole and uh, Marty were kind of unreliable narrators, so we're seeing kind of this this world kind of shake out the way they see people. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's their issue with women, you know? Yeah. Like I, I feel like people who write those articles like don't know fucking shit about mm-hmm. art or like the the written word. Yeah. Because they they don't understand that oh. Okay, well, maybe that's a comment in and of itself. The I mean, absence of they're are trying to be more progressive, but they're just they're just a different version of people that like try to ban like Michelangelo's David, right? You know, mm. like you know, I remember that Simpsons episode. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's basically they put what, the pants on him. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, no, this statue's about the male form and a dick. Like, sorry, we can't change that because that's not the point of the. That's not the message. That's not right. the, that's not the character. But it was like, but for, for, for comic book movies, like, that's not an argument anymore because you have these female characters and that deserve their own type of film. Yeah. Right. And that aren't the same. Like, Black Widow is a very different character than Captain America, even though they're, even in, their, in, the, in uh, Cap 2, you get the feeling that they're very different. Right. And, she, and her movie would be even more of a spy film than his. It would be a... It would be almost a straightforward spy film, and it would be cool. Yeah. And I think, like, Marvel, right now, I think they're kind of set up on the uh, the two tentpole model a year 
And I, while I have no problem with all the movies they have going forward, I'm like, you could make a Black Widow movie for $75 million that rules. And that these that days is considered... Exactly. You can make... I think they need to... What I'd love to see Marvel do, and Hollywood in general, is start, you know, instead of swinging for home runs all the time, which Marvel can do, start with, like, smaller movies, lesser-known characters that you don't need to spend nearly as much money, but will still generate a huge profit because the story... And that's the thing. The budgets are really the thing. The budgets are things that have gotten so out of control that you really have to produce, like, you know, you can't produce as many of them as you would want to. And right. they have to get that return back. Like you are like, making these movies, and they have to fucking hit huge numbers just to Guardians be able to make a profit. A hundred and seventy million dollars, and that was their biggest gamble. And like that was a huge gamble of a movie. Yeah, to spend a hundred and seventy million. That's a that's crazy. Meanwhile, like a Black Widow movie would cost a little le- a little less than half that, and probably still top out making at least two hundred million or that's like a high one eighty. And that's just that's just um, domestic. Internationally, you may you, you give her a, a foreign sidekick. That movie will do monsters business. It just no, seems it just seems so easy now. Sure, no, I mean it's it's not because thing it's not a risk at all. Like right. these are like right. clearly the the formula works. But you still want to put out a quality product. Yeah, right? and that's the thing. Like, you need to sometimes you do need to give it time. You don't want them to like Activision this or like you know fucking like Rock Band or Tony Hawk true, this thing true, to the true, ground. True, true, true. Which is like what ha- which is what killed a lot of video game franchises that's... in like the mid two thousands was coming out every single year. Yeah, and just like uh, people just get tired of it at some point, or just like, it's, it's not the product, or it just doesn't have the quality that it used to have. So mm-hmm. like it's you know showing some restraint can be good if they are actually putting like time and effort into fleshing out these characters uh, into like the way that we would all want to see them, and, and just like that they have been producing them recently. That's well, why two words, guys: Moon Knight. Moon Knight would be cool, but. I, I was about to say, but you'd have to get the word out on who the fuck Moon Knight is. But well, do you? I, I mean, like Guardians, right? Right. That's true. That's, you need to. But but like, I mean, I guess Guardians. You had like an ensemble thing uh, where mm-hmm. it could be sort of like pass off. You also had like, oh, you have these two sort of animated characters. People are going to be attracted sure. to that. Uh, and then like when you, if you're just put in all eggs into the Moon Knight basket, <laughs> just I that's no. I'm saying everything just becomes Moon Knight. Everyone is Moon Knight. Everyone or, becomes Moon Knight. Okay. It sounds like a deeper well, problem. What I really, I mean, I know they're going to try and uh, use the Netflix uh, TV series route. Jessica Jones one. For more of their, like, darker stories. But yeah, yeah. I feel like some of those darker Marvel characters could still inhabit a movie. Uh, you know, like, but they, I don't think they're going to make an R-rated. I don't think they'll ever be an R-rated Marvel movie. Uh, what about Blade I Four? I could see something like something pushing that envelope at some point. It would be. It would have to be Blade. Yeah, uh, it would. or it would like have to be Punisher. And yeah, I think totally. they're. I feel like they'd probably be done with Punisher at this point. Oh my god! I don't think anyone can take another terrible Punisher movie. I Punisher I didn't, Warzone. I, thought, I didn't think it was that bad. Actually, it was kind of right. It was terribly fun. Yeah, yeah. But that not, was just... like didn't feel like up to the caliber of any. It felt like the lowest level Marvel movie that's been made in recent years, uh, next to Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. I but that's when I finally that. realized like that's what made Punisher work in the past ten years. Once it started being like, okay, yeah, he's a guy that kills people. We get it. Like when it's a little bit more tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. that works. I, I still have to see Warzone. Uh, it, it's a it's a fun. It's, it's fun. A fantastic fun. things about it actually. Oh, uh, I mean, there is a scene in which he 
shoots a parkour guy with a rocket launcher in midair. Okay. So, like, on a scale of, like, one to lockout, where does it fall? I, I feel it's like... pretty close to lockout, actually. I, I feel like you okay. would really uh, like it. Bullet to the head. Oh. oh. Wait, was that worse uh, than I thought? Yeah, <laughs> that was I, definitely... Oh, I didn't mind Bullet to the Head. I rewatched that movie um, maybe a month ago or two months ago, because it's on HBO all the time now. Okay. Yeah. It's not good. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. All right, I mean, yeah, we're, we're on the same page there, Russ. <laughs> But the thing is, if you put it on, I'll watch it. Right. So I don't know what that says. I will. I've re uh, wow re rewatched Escape Plan, and Jesus, that movie is kind of great. Oh yeah, like fantastic. Just so dumb. Not you know, not space jail fantastic, but you know, pretty fantastic. I don't know. There's sometimes where I think like Stallone still has it, and then there are some reports of things like Expendables Three where I don't know if Stallone still has it. Which I I feel bad for watching the pirated version. Yeah. But, you know, I also don't give a fuck. Right. Um, I, st- I, I want to see it. I would like to see it. Well, as Tink just said, like, uh, I mean, there's that level of stupid that can make something great. Uh, and I think that's, you know, as we talked before, like, Purge Anarchy does it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. To, to talk about a new movie real quick, like, that's what Her- the Hercules film misses completely. Oh, my God. Yeah, it does. That, that was, that, that's the biggest disappointment of that film is that it tries to be, but, like... Maybe it just goes a little bit too much at times, and then... Well, so I talked to a, a guy, uh, to a friend of mine who's not really, like, a movie buff, sees, like, a few movies a year, uh, but likes The Rock. And he saw uh, he saw Hercules and didn't like it at all, but oh. said it was more of the... It was, like, the writing that was the biggest Oh, problem. yeah, the script well, well, also, like, wasn't all the stuff that they showed in the the trailer in, like, the first couple minutes of, like, him fighting lions and all that shit? Yeah, that is. I mean, that's yeah, definitely that was, a montage. That was the opening but, montage. But I think really? there's some other stuff. Because that looks like that. Because that stuff in that like that trailer looks like fun. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some fun elements to it, and I don't know, like the the idea doesn't seem too terrible to start, right? Uh, okay. Uh, oh yeah, of course. But it, it, this was based on a comic. Yeah, sure. I mean, but it wasn't probably. like I mean, it, it it was almost like trying to go for the same sort of like storyline slash humor of um shit. What's a movie that's kind of. Like, I, I, I don't know, like, some of the Lockout. scenes of, you know, like a, uh, like a Knight's Tale. Okay, yeah. Like, okay. About creating that story. I, there's another movie that I can't think they of. They sing we'll, We Will Rock You at one point? There's another movie that I can't think of right now that's, like, really the same sort of thing of, like, you know, you create the legend and you can kind of do whatever you want, but I can't think of it. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. That's the top of my head anyway. But, but you know, like, it's like an epic type movie? <laughs> You mean like epic? The that's the, an epic movie. The movie or no? I mean epic. like or like epic actual epic, 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 like an actual epic, like a um... no, 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 it's not at all. No, hmm. it, but as you said, it's the writing's the problem. It's it, they're like granted some if the writing's stale. If you have like big ridiculous action pieces, it can be stupid fun, right? But this was very small action pieces that were trying to be serious, but then the writing is so shitty that it completely falls flat on its face. Hmm. And you, that's not that you can't have that. Yeah, it, yeah, it, just, it doesn't really work out, I guess. So we're not we're not thinking a franchise is gonna be. Oh, absolutely. Out of this. I don't think. Well, so. also, I, don't I don't think it did that well. Do that, though, too. So maybe The Rock can't make a franchise. He can only save franchises. Well, I, well how I, did Scorpion King do? I don't remember. For its time, it did well. It almost made a hundred million on a on a small budget. And did well worldwide. It it ended up being a hit, but not to the degree of like the first mummies. Man, is actually is, is Hercules probably Brett Ratner's uh like lowest grossing movie? What did Tower Heist do? <laughs> Zing. 
Probably pretty well, actually. Look at that. I forgot that was him. Pulling a Tower Heist reference. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Or Money Talks. I love that, movie. that movie. I own that movie. Is so funny. It didn't yeah. do it didn't do great, but it was no. really really funny. I mean, Brett Ratner sometimes can hit it, and sometimes just like totally drops it. I don't know. How much I of get... that is the Jackie Chan Chris Tucker magic? That's true. Like people give him credit for those movies, and like he didn't have to really do anything. Right? Yeah, you just let them go on on screen, just do whatever. You have yeah. like physical comedy, like be like great physical comedy between the two of them. And just the stage picture of Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan automatically is great to me. Yeah. The only so. thing I credit him with the Rush Hour films is uh, when you watch the blooper reel at the end, how little it seems like Chris Tucker knows how to deliver, how to actually like learn a script. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to give Brett Ratner credit for like getting that to getting him together and actually getting a full film out of it. <laughs> Man. Because I love how you have Jackie Chan who can barely speak English. And then Chris Tucker, who I believe it's his native language, <laughs> can't remember a line of dialogue oh. to save his life. <laughs> and then there's the Family Man. That that that's the it's a Wonderful Life starring Nicolas Cage, right? Yep. Yep. And Tony. Okay, so, so, the, exactly so then, what's yeah. the Weatherman? The Weatherman. Uh, oh, that's also Nicolas Cage, isn't it? But the it's not a one. Is, that's Gore uh, Verbinski. Yeah, right? that's Gore Verbinski. Yep. That was so weird. Like he did. I think that was between Pirates two and three. He's like, I'm gonna go make a serious drama with Nicolas Cage. Which I love. Though I love the words that just came out of your mouth. Serious <laughs> drama with Nicolas Cage because they would have worked 15 years ago, and now it just seems funny. If any, Weatherman was like a 40 year old Garden State. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that yeah right. it was actually. Is that the one that he had a bow and arrow in? Yep. Yeah, that's the it one. Was. His like daughter is like kind of fat. Yep, that was that was her her thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's like the plot point. That, was, that, that is a plot point. Oh. But that was actually a period where Nicolas Cage was kind of trying to do more fun indie stuff. Like he did like Matchstick Man. Well, that's not really I guess like that indie, but like um, it's not indie, but it's a smaller movie. Yeah, oh, it's that, yeah, that like thirty million Ridley dollar Scott? budget. What was it, Pete? Matchstick Man was that Ridley Scott? Yeah, or Tony. Tony yeah. So. it's Ridley or Tony. R.I.P. Yeah, that's but, all right. But I, but I feel like it was the time when, uh, when you know, Nicolas Cage, like, we still had a little bit of respect for him in terms of as an actor. I respect well, him. What are you talking I, about? I've, I will probably oh, see him. If, yeah, if Nicolas Cage is in a movie, that is a ticket I will buy. No, the fact that he got a Ghostwriter 2 made makes me love him forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not saying that, like, Nicolas Cage isn't amazing and fantastic, but... Sounds like you are. That's what it sounded like you were saying, yeah. Alex. Seriously. Oh, I, Choose oh. your words wisely. Do you, do you yeah. mean like we as in the collective, like, human race? Oh, no, like should look. no, but you don't think that he's off his rocker a little bit? Oh, no, he's a fucking no, lunatic. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, uh, I, no, I, okay, okay, okay. Are you being serious with that? Me? Yes. Yeah. Like, I think you really does. think yeah. he knows what he's doing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I totally, I totally agree with you. I... I think he's actually Dude, he's crazy. No, I think I think he's actually crazy, and I think he actually knows exactly what he's doing, and that well, also makes him crazy. Uh, I think he's crazy, and he doesn't. But every now and again, and he doesn't know what he's doing. Tiggs and every just now and again, that. he'll nail it. Like I think the movie that is really who he is is Badly Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. <laughs> Wait, really? Uh, I, feel like I, that I is think it's cool. next. What movie, Russ? I didn't hear it. Uh, Bad, <laughs> Bad Lieutenant Port of Call. Oh yeah. 
That movie's brilliant, by the way. I actually have not seen that. So, Zverna Herzog. Whenever this is over, when this podcast is over, I got another podcast to do after that, and it's three times as long. Whenever that podcast is over, rip all the Red Bulls and watch that movie. Really? It's it's awesome. Nice. Man, ripping a bull. And so it goes. (laughs) So it goes indeed. So, um, what do you, does anyone think Ninja Turtles is going to do a lot this weekend? I don't think it will make more than 40, and I think 40 is not good for a movie like that. I kind of want to see, it this, see it this weekend. I like. I was talking to Tiggs the other day, and we were like, I was yeah. at first I was like, oh, I'm kind of torn because I don't want to give it money its opening weekend. Only an hour but 40. But then Tiggs, <laughs> Tiggs enlightened me that it's only an hour and 40 minutes. Oh, wow. And, that's and I was like, hours. that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yep. That must be the smartest thing that they could have possibly done because I, – these are way too long right now. I that wonder, like, how much two hours the roll is going to be. Yeah, That's sick. Yep, that's why I love Lucy. Lucy was like what an hour twenty. Yeah, yeah, hour, yeah it's crazy that that movie just gets in and out like so yeah. quickly. Loved it. It that, was good. Uh, it was. It was. It just kind of ends, but it was good. Uh, yeah. Movies need to like get. What do you get think of Scarjo in that guy? That. You guys like uh, as you know, holding her own for like sort of an action movie. Uh strong female character like we were talking about uh but like she's never really been in the major role of an action flick before how do you think that she actually handled it scarlett johansson as abed and lucy yeah yeah yeah, i was about to say um as she became smarter and smarter the idea was just like act a little yeah more like abed um i think it was okay yeah she like didn't really have much of a personality for a lot of the movie yeah, they have the, that. I think that, and obviously that was the character. Um, but I don't know. I, I thought that it was actually like a, like if if we're talking about like you know kind of superhero origin story type things, I was actually, you know, I thought it was entertaining, hmm. uh, and I well, thought yeah, it was I mean, well shot. And... Lack of personality is like completely the point. I like it being, um, you know, at if if we were, I don't know, if you want to say like more enlightened or more driven by our brain and able to do this, like what would be the point of a self? Yeah, when you can just go into people's cell phones. That sounds like a computer, Peter. Are you a computer? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. That's something a computer would say. Computers can't lie. What? <laughs> Has, oh, my God. The computers gained intelligence to actually be able to lie, finally. Oh, uh, I, t- I think I only told Tick this, too. Uh, something that I was very against when I first heard about it, but I experienced it. <laughs> The, yeah, where is this going, guys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Tulsa <laughs> So, I went and saw Lucy at 84th Street, Ooh. and that AMC has yeah. the reserved seating recliners, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're like the like you have to pick, you have to pick a seat, and it's like a big ass recliner. They're in like sections of two, and they're like they're automatic. So you press a button, like you lean back, your feet go up. And it's delightful. I need to. I need to experience this. I I've been I in feel theaters like with like big would... plush seats, but never with a reclining seat. I don't know how I feel about that. No, you see, I was super against. That. I was like, that's not. Oh, but I went, and it, you know, maybe I wouldn't like to watch like a you know like a Twelve Years a Slave like that. <laughs> Just lounge. I don't think you can sit in a com- that comfortable of a seat while watching Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah, that's true. Um, but. Like, if it's, like, an action movie or a com, maybe not even a comedy, maybe, like, a kind of leave-your-brain-at-the-door action film a little bit mm-hmm. would be the best. But it's super comfortable. Hmm. It was amazing. I now want to go to that theater all the time. I, it sucks that I've seen everything that's at that theater right now, because I really just want to go. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> 
So wait, are uh, they showing Guardians? Oh, actually, I uh, they might be. Mm. I think uh, everything is showing Guardians right now. That's kind of true. I mean, maybe it's it almost hit 118, and it's it's like hit 186 worldwide already. So, yep. I just love like how how many times they just have to bring up meaningless records like oh it's got the best non holiday Monday. Oh, yeah, August, 11 August million on a Monday. Yeah. Like, I just, like, it, it just tracked higher and higher. Like, word of mouth on that movie is huge, and especially mm-hmm. not like, oh, you know, it was really exciting, and if you like comic book movies, it's, you know, I don't give a shit who you are, but if you like to have a good time, go see this movie, because it's fantastic. Right. Kyle Smith. Oh, yeah. You don't have to have seen a single other uh, Marvel movie. You don't have to know who the characters are. You just have to want to yeah. have fun for yep. an hour and 45 minutes. God, Rocket was so good. Well, that's, that's the great I thing. Like, I love, what, what I love about the movie is um, how well it gets Rocket's character, who is a talking raccoon, in like in maybe a grand total of ten lines that are done very quick, but you get who Rocket is. Yep. So much, and you he, it legitimizes he had that, that few lines. Raccoon. Like when he's drunk fighting with uh, Drax. Oh, yeah, that's great. That was a great like, scene, too just very quickly gets it out of the way. We don't have to see a flashback of people doing um, experiments on a raccoon. We don't have to see, like, quick flashes of light as he remembers being tortured like this is a Wolverine film. It's just like, you get it very quickly, and it's still kind of done with a little tongue-in-cheek from uh, some of the delivery of it. Yeah, yeah. You get who he is so quickly, and it's just just so well done. And it's also uh, a superhero movie, again, something that also that that Marvel has gotten right uh, a lot of times is it's not overloaded with, uh, like, enemies and and villains. Uh, You know, it's, it's a pretty straightforward, like, story. Yeah. Yep. It's one of those movies, too. It's like, it, I think it proves that we don't need an origin story. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, we can just see Peter Quill being abducted, and then and then he's Star Lord, and that's it. So yeah. why do we need to see Spider Man's origin, Superman's origin, Batman's origin a billion times? Peter, Dude. this origin story may take four movies. I don't know if you knew that. But now we only have three. Uh, but we have also a Venom Carnage movie, which how are you going to get to Venom and Carnage without Spider-Man? Okay, so they're just going to eliminate Spider-Man's connection to Venom. Lame. It's nonsense. Uh, so why would, sense. And Sinister Venom, Six. Like, why would Venom use webbing then? Right. So that won't make any sense. But like, for, for Guardians, like four out of the five main characters, you get a pretty great origin for without seeing 98% of the origin. Think yeah. about how yeah. shitty it would have been if we had to see Drax's family die. If we had to see, like, Peter... Because, yeah. first of all, the movie would have just been the Peter Quill show. Yeah. And these guys would have just been glorified well, yeah. like, background I mean, just... characters. And knowing nothing about Groot, like, other than he's Groot... That's all you gotta know. He's just is pretty great. And, yeah. like, him just unveiling different powers and abilities as the movie goes on is fun. It's fun. I could see how that could be annoying. I could see how it would just be like, oh, he's yeah. just sort of your, your meal ticket at any time. He's just I mean, like sure, a they... sex machina for anything. But I yeah. I mean, most importantly, guys, they're saying that they're going to be making the Dancing Groot toy. So, fuck it. Well, really? yeah, because so, someone on Etsy already made it. Multiple and people like, on Etsy, I believe, have already made it. Yeah, uh, because Did of... Marvel shut that shit down? I don't know if they shut that down, but I do know that they're, they said that they were going to be making their own or looking into it or whatever, so... Okay, well, I need to go check that out right now. And remember, Russ, you said you were going to buy it for us all for Christmas. <laughs> we also said it would be the perfect Christmas gift, too. I did not say that. I'm pretty sure you did. 
I don't remember it. I was drunk, so <laughs> actually, that's accurate. So okay, touche. Yeah, it's not admissible, just like in True Detective. So it's fine. Woo! So it all comes back to that. Yeah, it all comes back to that. Yeah, it really does. Yep. Uh, Vince Vaughn, season two. Really? <laughs> no, there, there's been a rumor going on he's in talks, but there's a rumor for like everyone in that they're in talks. I'm pretty sure uh, they threw your name around, Tiggs. Oh, but I am in, actually in talks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, right now it's Tiggs, Vince Vaughn, Taylor Kitsch, Colin Farrell, and Elizabeth Moss. I think I got a good shot, guys. Ah. How do you, buddy? I mean, I don't know. This is, I, oh, I just looked up that uh, that dancing Groot on Etsy. It's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I need, I need one like now. Well, if anything, I don't yeah, think Marvel wants to make them until at least after the opening weekend and roll them out because it's kind of a spoiler, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Fine. Good point, Pete. Whatever. Okay. They said they've been discussing making it for months, but there's no info yet. They'll probably probably by the time it comes out on DVD, which will probably be around Christmas. It'll be a part of the Blu-ray set. Like you can uh, buy like the hundred fifty dollar you know version. I, with I bet. I bet that's what it is. That's actually that makes total sense. Oh, uh, same for a box set. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Just have like, like a giant box set in there. Phase two comes in a big group. I want that. I could see that. I'd get that. Eh, maybe not. That dancing group. I think like it. It's now been forever etched in my brain as when I'm like annoyed. I just think about that and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay now. It's like there's no need for stress balls anymore. You just need a dancing yeah. group. Well, you know uh, that. Yeah. But that whole movie was just about like having fun. Like even just stuff like the use of music. It's not like Russ sitting next to uh, uh, next to you during that. You're just <laughs> rocking out to the soundtrack of that film because that soundtrack was fucking fantastic. Yeah, and I have do I have access to every one of those songs? Yes, but I if they made a soundtrack, I'd still I'd buy it. There was a point where Peter, Russ, and myself were singing. We were song. doing um what you call it? Oh, we're doing what you call it. Oh, what's the, the the? What is the official name of that song? Ain't no mountain high enough. Yeah, I think so. I think part parentheses, of parentheses, yeah. Yeah, there's. It's ain't no mountain. Isn't it like ain't no mountain parentheses high enough or it something? It might like be, that? but it might actually be parentheses ain't no mountain close parentheses high enough. Uh, I think. I... Hmm. Ooh. I mean that's. If you, a... know, if you know the answer, yeah. Uh, tweet at, at movie movie PC. Is that it? Podcast. It's at, just, oh, oh, ain't no mountain high enough. Twitter. Ain't no mountain high enough? Yeah. No parentheses, really. No parentheses. What song are we thinking about, guys? Um, Can't get no satisfaction? <laughs> yeah. Could be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's start with that. It's just really just satisfaction. Man. All right. You guys got anything else you just want to call this? I feel like we're running out of steam here. We've talked about um, actually, I, I all the movies. Suggest, I highly suggest everyone go see Calvary. Oh, you did see that. I don't wait. What is that? Uh, it's the new... Um, uh, John Michael McDonough? What's, what's his name? Oh, it's the guy John that's the, 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 what's Guard. it called? Yeah. Uh, his brother is uh, Martin McDonough, who did In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So this one's great. It's um, Brendan Gleeson, who's been in, like, all of them, all of those movies. Uh, it's really fantastic. It's, 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 le- it's still got some comedy to it. Like, well, you know, the dark black comedy of it. But it's a little bit more of a drama than any than any of the others okay. i highly enjoy it and i recommend it a great deal nice it's fun that it's, what, it's what? like if i was gonna rank the mcdonough films i would rank it four out of those four but it's but, still like wait what, but what's the deal with it what, what's it about i know uh, nothing about it still it's not a spoiler because this is the 
the opening scene of the movie is uh, Brendan Gleeson is um, a priest and he's sitting in confessional. You only see his face. And someone sh- someone walks in, shuts the door on the other side, starts to tell him that he was raped as a kid by a priest and that killing a bad priest wouldn't do anything, but killing a good priest would help would be something. So he tells him he's going to give him a week to get his affairs in order. He's going to kill him next Sunday. Hmm. So it's about the week. Interesting. It's, the opening line of the film is, I was seven years old when I first tasted semen. So, wow. Russ, what do you think of Boyhood? Holy <laughs> shit. I mean, you did a... Sh- I mean, you ranked that movie as four, but after that, I'm kind of excited to see it. <laughs> um, not because of the, the seven-year-old. <laughs> Speaking of Boyhood, um, I can't put into words how good that movie was. I don't need to see it. Yeah, you do. It's really good, dude. Uh, yeah, it, the kid, the kid who plays Mason did a Reddit AMA. Some pretty yeah, good answers. It it's pretty good, yeah. It just makes it was me and Tiggs like second after we saw it when we were like gushing about it. Like, I just want the Blu-ray. I want to see every documentary they have about it. Yeah, I see every interview. I want to hear them talk about that movie nonstop forever. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think this movie or Linklater is a lock for best director, but be best right. picture because I still don't quite have a handle on. What else is coming out? I think that's still up in the air, but I think this will be similar. It's, it's going to be up in the air. <laughs> okay. Shit. But I think he definitely has best director locked up. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what else Fantastic. is coming out this year, but no, this uh, it would be really great to see him get that at least that nod uh, or nomination. But yeah, and it was good that I, I like. I mean, I I saw a lot of headlines for the movie before I saw it, and they were all pretty positive. And I knew inherently I was going to enjoy the movie. So I tried not to read anything. I tried not to really, like... I watched the trailer months ago. I tried not to watch it again. Yeah, I don't I even wanna... remember the trailer. I didn't right. see the trailer. That was my goal. I, like, I watched it back in, like, March, maybe. So I wanted to go in, like, as clean as, as possible. Because it's a movie, like, su- a surprisingly large amount of people have been kind of talking about, whether they've seen it or not. Been like, oh, did you hear about that guy that made that movie in 12 years? Yeah. So that's cool. Like uh, it's it's got a lot of My name's Sully. <laughs> but it's got like it it's weird that you hear these stories about like boyhood. I mean, cuz it was specifically set out to be filmed over 12 years, I guess, but uh like usually when somebody tells you like, "Oh man, that that movie took like 6 years of film." It's like, "Oh, so it was probably a real big piece of shit because right. there's just so much development problems and it took that long." But no, like this is a movie that has taken all this many years and was just taken like very slowly and carefully and just it fucking knocks it out of the park and purposefully. Yeah, it, it's exactly. It, it was just so. It was weird to feel that many feelings. Yes, in a movie. Yep. And like I know you had mentioned that they and the last podcast that some tears may have left your eyes. Oh yeah, every um, movie though. That's not. Come on. I, I can't remember if I Perch did two. or not, but I can tell you that like for like a good three days, I was like in a really odd emotional place. Yeah, just like where like, and that movie makes you remember shit mm-hmm. that like that I just Uh-oh. that I like really didn't remember. All that <laughs> Is this coming back to the other movie now? Oh no! Uh, yeah, seven years old uh, <laughs> was the age where I first t- no. Um, oh thank God! <laughs> I didn't even feel like saying it. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this it'll remind you of like being a kid, <laughs> and then it will make you think of stupid shit you did when you were little. Yep, totally. Yeah. And then, like, 
And it also, like, I think, like, the parents don't get enough... Um, I, I haven't seen enough critical love for the parents. Oh, I, in think the movie. Gonna I think she's definitely Patricia Arquette has to get a nomination. She's going to get a nomination. She's I can't so good. see. I can't see how they both don't. Because I, I feel like anyone's not going to. It's going to be Ethan Hawke, but she's she's got to. I can't. I mean, I don't think Meryl Streep, Glenn Close, Helen Mirren, and Kate Winslet all have a movie coming out this year. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, no, Helen that Mirren, was, did you have that written down? That was good. <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, Helen Mirren's got that one produced by Oprah about the m- restaurant. Like yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a Golden that. Globe nomination, not an Oscar. Yeah, that's yeah. a Globe. Yeah, totally. Um, but no, I, I think I, I loved her character because she was like a real person. Flawed as fuck. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a lot of – and I don't want to ever say like you're flawed because of your kids – but it's a lot easier uh, in Ethan Hawke's case to be a more redemptive, a re- like a character that has more redemption when you don't have kids yeah. every day. Yeah. It's a lot easier to continue to not grow personally and keep fucking up as a, as a person when you have kids because all of what you give a fuck about is those kids. You could give a fuck about yourself, which means it's a lot easier to be less self-reflective. Uh, you know, I, I could go on for forever, but I, I just thought, like, she was phenomenal, and she I thought was. he was really good, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, as I, I told, like, talked to Tiggs a lot about it when we, after we saw it, but my favorite thing about it, it's, it's a three-hour movie that doesn't have any, like, huge, earth-shattering events to it. Nope. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just boyhood. I hate to say it like that, but <laughs> it's just his it's life. growing up. I guess this is growing up. <laughs> yeah, like, there's there's a couple points where it's like, oh, someone's about to get, like, hurt or ki- like this or that and it's just like it no. doesn't happen it's just life there's that when moment- all those idiots were hanging out and i'm not going to spoil the scene at all but when all those idiots were hanging out in the garage with the older oh, kids, yeah i yeah. was like yeah something okay. like i was like something bad is gonna happen yeah. there's too many dumb kids in a place with too many too many dangerous objects for some shit to not go wrong but when you think about it how many times as a kid did you exactly. do things that like were completely and utterly retarded and wildly unsafe, but like everybody kind of went home okay. Yeah, totally. Like being a kid is like an exercise in almost dying every day, but without <laughs> realizing it. You're like a like Mr. Magoo. <laughs> Alex, see it. Jesus, what are you doing? I, yeah. on. It's been sold out at Nighthawk a whole lot. So. Oh, that's oh, the well. only place playing. Well, oh, damn. It's, it'll be a better experience. There'll be a lot less assholes. I swear. I don't know. There's a lot of assholes in there. I know there are. Yeah, but not to see Boyhood. Yeah. Probably. It was, you saw it with, like, exclusively old people. It was actually kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, there were, like, I was definitely one of the younger people in the theater for Boyhood. And that and that's what I'll, I'll say. Like, it's kind of bet If you're going to see that type of movie mm-hmm. um, that's going to be an indie favorite, I'd rather see it with older people yeah. than young people who are trying to be whatever it is they think they're supposed to be. Yeah, it's... it's... Wait, what is that? Are they, like... That's that's a personal thing, man. You know, like all those kids that saw, like myself, for example, when I was, what was it? I was like fucking 19 years old and I saw Garden State and thought it was something. Yeah. No. We all did, Russ. We all did. Like, like, I don't want to, like, I see those kids now and I can't fucking stand them. But chances are I was that kid. No, not chances are. I was that kid. (laughs) And someone definitely saw me in the theater like, oh, this kid knows absolutely nothing about the world. (laughs) Fucking 
kid who's probably high right now and drunk mm-hmm. and has no idea that the girl he's hooking up with now he's going to have an awful relationship with. Uh, so you can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. That was awesome. You can find us on Twitter at moviemoviepc. You can email us uh, your comments or complaints or uh, your thoughts at uh, moviemoviepodcast at gmail.com. Love letters. Love letters. Uh, and then you can rate us on iTunes by searching for The Priest and the Beekeeper, which is our improv troupe name. Uh, we have a show the third Thursday of every month at Long Island City's The Creek and the Cave. Uh, this month, it's August 21st, 8 p.m. It's actually our good friend and stand-up and co-host's uh, final show, Zach Broussard. Uh So Woo! come on out. It's going to be great. This is It's going to be a tearjerker, guys. Uh, it's, a, it's his uh, single release party. Yeah, he's got a single joke he's putting out on a CD. He's going to be releasing it there. Uh, you can buy it there. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so just come on out. What are you? What else are you doing? We, and this it'll be is the, the big most... reveal of who's taking over for Zach. Oh, that too. It's Chris Pratt. We got him. Yeah, Thank you guys him. for being here with us. <laughs> we got <And> Pratt. We, <laughs> we got Pratt. We got Pratt. <laughs> we got Pratt. We'll see you guys next time. WGT. On the movie Movie Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>